Can't wait till you write a song about me. If people are like, what does Marina City sound like? I'd be like, I would show them this one. I really think there's like this bittersweet vibe going on to the song. End of 2018 when you first started writing it. I just want to make so all these songs metal songs live. This is be a metal band. I'm going to talk about our new song, Trust Fund Bay Bay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Crush Podcast. I guess I'm going to be your host for today. And we are going to talk about our new song, Trust Fund Bay Bay. So this episode, we're going to go in deep dive on the demos, on the writing process, how the lyrics change, how the melodies change, how the instrumentation changed, and how we got it to what you're listening to now, this version. So, Deanna, tell us where you're at and your background of your Zoom. I've been staring at this picture for months now. <laughs> um, but this picture was, I believe, in a hotel lobby. It's um, actually the hotel lobby of where Lindsay and I are getting married in August. I see, I see. I took that photo while we were checking out the place. So this is so this is the the door and I guess elevator but, uh, door. There, there are some. It looks like there's like a little, I'll do like a little tube system that goes up. Maybe a pneumatic tube system. Uh, and uh, I don't know. So this image might have some significance, might not have significance. But Ryan took this picture and he sent it over to me, and we were kind of just talking about different visual ideas for Trust Fund Baby, and this image just kept popping up. Yeah, this was an image that we wanted to do for album artwork or single artwork for it um, from the very beginning because of the glitz and glamour of this hotel. It's a 1920s hotel called Hotel Baker, and uh, it's allegedly haunted. It's actually considered one of the most haunted places in Illinois, and we will be staying in – well, some of us will be. Some of you guys will be in the other hotel. Um, we'll be staying in there, which also made it really exciting to get married in this place, have a couple extra guests uh, slammed in there uh, while we are dancing. Isn't that, isn't that like the the elevator that like disappeared and <laughs> like – bunch of people died in that elevator <laughs> and then it the, drops the hotel uh tower of terror yeah, yeah. Uh, from mgm <laughs> like that's that. actually what i it, honestly the hotel looks that way and that's why I, I joke about that all the time but the story of the death here was that a um i don't know if they call him a housemaid or whatever was working and she fell in love with someone else that worked there but he had a he had a um a wife so she decided to drown herself in the river right next door uh, like literally next to it. And so again, allegedly she goes and roams the hallways and she's looking for her love. And sometimes you can hear her uh, reaching out for people or groaning or whatever the case is. Jiggling handles. Jiggling. Jiggling Knocking something. Doors. Housekeeping. <laughs> Housekeeping. <Yeah>. Housekeeping. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> Open the door. Nobody. It's a ding dong ditch. Yeah. A knock knock ditch. You, you know, speaking like of knock knock ditch, Aaron, rest in peace. We used to. Uh, <laughs> is that, do yeah, you guys knock, remember knock when we were on tour? When we were on tour, 
and we were touring with Royal Street and they had a motel room and we didn't. We slept in the van outside <laughs> and we didn't know what room they were staying in. <laughs> so Aaron told, I think it was Matt and I yep. to go up. It was like, hey, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Let's go hang out with them up there and get some breakfast with them. We're like, okay. Room 242. So, yep. Room 242. So Aaron and us two just walked up. Dun, 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 we walked up knocked, fast. We were excited. We were hungry. Yeah, we were excited we to see because we were stairs. hungry. We were ready for breakfast. We knock on the door and Aaron just sprints. And the dude is 6'2 or 6'3, whatever. And he's just running. And Matt and I is like, what? He goes, that's not that room. And we're like, oh, shit. And we just started <laughs> He got us so good, man. It was just knocked on some random dude's room. <laughs> random family at 8 that in the morning. With that is, I was 100%. Mad. I was so impressed. He that is me. the start of every serial killer movie about like a road trip. That's like Joyride, <laughs> you know? <laughs> dude, that guy, he, he can't stay in a motel ever again. Because he's like, dude, someone knocked on it. And I opened the door and nobody was there. <laughs> so he tells that story at every party. <laughs> he said, allegedly, you know, that motel was haunted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And full circle. Boom. There it is. Speaking of being haunted, we can kind of take this and put it into the lyrical content of Trustful Baby. Oh. What do you think this song's about to you, Ryan? Because for me, <laughs> when I heard this song, I was like, man, this person's being haunted by the memory of someone who just wasn't good for them. Interesting. Uh, no, I actually, I would love to hear. What your guys' thoughts, uh, what you guys think the song is about? Oh, boy. Well, Ryan has a very good knack of writing about my life events before they happen. <laughs> um, so if you could just, like, stop writing fucking sad shit and, like, start saying, yo, like, we won a Grammy and I can, you know, like, I'm making money or something. Like, yeah, that'd be yeah, sick, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, but, like, for me, this song is about uh falling in love with someone falling in love with the idea of someone mm -hmm. in a very yep. big nutshell and that's what that's what hits right here in my heart. yeah i mean that, i i definitely think that that's part of it for sure what about you two do you guys have an interesting theory actually i actually think like matt nailed it with the idea of somebody i think that yeah. that was like the key of it like you see you see someone who's like super attractive or whatever and then turns out that they're just like a toxic human being <laughs> and everything is a lie um that's kind of well i, I think that i mean I, I love the interpretations and i and i think both can be true um Tortoise, did you have something yeah i have two interpretations Ooh, i have two yeah, I have the lyrical aspect, and I also have the instrumental, atmospherical aspect. Um, I mean, yeah, I agree with the w about the lyrics for sure. You know, it's about somebody who meant a lot to you, but you know, at the end, it didn't really work out, and you're just still trying to hold on to that idea of them, uh, the idea of you know, uh, future potential future. But when in reality, it's just you know, it just doesn't work out. Compatibility is not there. Um, and instrumentally wise, uh, I really think there's like this bittersweet vibe going on to the song, um, that I can truly appreciate because I do believe that all good things in life, they all come to an end. And in fact, they are bittersweet, but you know, it's up to you to decide that you can either be super sad about, you know, whatever happened, or you can just be like, yeah, those were good memories. And it just didn't really work out and that's life and it's time to move on. So Do that's you feel a lot of that comes from the synth line. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the beat that just keeps going, you know, it's a pretty driving beat throughout the whole entire song. So that just, that to me is, I would say like the equivalent of like, you got to keep going, like whatever happens, like you just got to keep going and, you know, not fall back into this hole. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of, that's just kind of my yeah, interpretation. interesting. Cause I feel like the song, uh, that, that synth line was so difficult for us to figure out what we wanted to do with it. Um, Cause it's, I was expecting something completely different, but I think in the end, it's really nice because like you did say, it has like a little bit of a somber yeah. um, uh, melody line to it. Even if the song feels driving and, mm-hmm. and exciting. Yeah. I, I will say that. Um, so going all the way back to 2018, when we started writing this song, like November of 2018, um, I felt like I wanted to write a new version of Four Letter Lie, one of the songs that we have off the EP, Wanderlust. Four Little Lie was about an ex-girlfriend that one of the old members used to have that um, was really just like a monster, was a, was an absolutely dog shit person um, that was basically bringing them down and, and was eating them alive, I felt like, like mentally wise. And, I almost um, wanted character for a second. I got... That got dangerous. <laughs> I almost <laughs> wanted to character. <laughs> um, she was, she was, she was, she was absolutely terrible. And the song was about that, um, basically, what that person was. However, so I was like, okay, so I want to write maybe a new version. Maybe what would that sound like in 2018? And I was listening to the song when we decided to bring back the song as a recording wise in 2020. Um, because our new manager found it, Brandon, he found it in the Dropbox and was like, dude, this song's really cool. You guys should bring it back. Uh, or you guys should actually record this. And I was listening to it and I just, I was thinking, man, I was like, 
it feels really weird at this point of time in our history and just like as an adult. I know that two years seems so different, but two years is different. I mean, uh, I'm married and I got, you know, like <laughs> I got so much from there. Well, you, like, no, no, I know what you mean, but you're, you're talking on. about, you're talking about just dogging, <laughs> dogging like really insignificant relationships. <laughs> right, right, right. It, 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 felt, it felt weird <laughs> <laughs> but like? it's and it's and it also like I I should also say it's not like it's not specifically a woman either because yeah. you know right, shout, right, out yeah, yeah. My, yeah. shout out to my shout out to my subreddit r slash scat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just making a mean song about a girl who didn't really exist. That's all I was doing, and then I realized in the year twenty twenty, I was like, man, like I feel like it could be so much deeper than that. Uh, and and why would I feel that way? And so um. You know, uh, the song is is the narrator. I feel is actually kind of a he's a, he, the narrator doesn't really understand. I feel like the narrator is what dating is like nowadays, where there's a lot of miscommunication, and sometimes the miscommunication is so obvious, and how you even can think that in the entirety of the song, there are all these obvious signs that this girl is just not into this guy. She's just hooking up with this guy for this moment or whatever the case is, is just like, you know, looking for fun. But he keeps thinking that it's something bigger than it is. He's like, I would die for her. I would get this Gucci purse for her. I would spend all this money for her. I would give her the world. I would do all this stuff. And it's just like, but why? She literally told you in the chorus, I mean, we're not going to do this. I'm, we're not going to do this again. Like, I mean, like, I don't love you. Like, I, I, I don't take this the wrong way. I'm just not into you. But he's just like, oh, she's so into me. And I feel like so many people have that issue. And then he automatically just assumes she's a trust fund baby. But in the entire the entire song, there's nothing to show that she's a trust fund baby. He just is pissed off that maybe that's a reason why she's not into him as much uh, than he's into her. That he's just like, well, she's just a trust fund baby, and she fell for this stuff and my and things like that. And it's like, did she or was she just looking to have a good time that day? And it's just supposed to be just a one time thing for her. And yeah, um, I enjoy the duality yeah. of the sentiment of lyrics like that, and like the yeah. way that you put it, because it's easy to see, and it'd be it'd be really easy to be like, oh yeah, this is just about like a toxic partner, a toxic girl. But when you look into it a little bit deeper, you can see that like you said, everything's miscommunicated. You have to really look into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. there's a little, well, and I've, yeah. Well, I, I like that you said the toxic thing because it is still toxic. The relationship is kind of toxic because yeah. the relationship at one, this guy thinks that he's going to get more or it's going to be something bigger. And then this girl's like, I'm only here for a little bit. And miscommunication could be super toxic. Yeah. You know, there's never really, I don't necessarily think there's always, I don't know. I, I did just say that that other girl uh, that the guy was dating or past member was dating was a monster, but maybe that was a lot of miscommunication for, for myself. And I saw it on one side of the story. There's always two yeah. sides of the story. And I think that mm -hmm. when we were going to make a music video for it and these stories, we were thinking about it. We wanted to make sure that the girl is not necessarily evil and neither is really the guy. It's just, yeah, yeah they're not, neither of them are talking just, and they both just, want different things. Yeah, it's just not the right people for each other. And I think that's that's an interesting perspective because I think as you as you get older and have more and more serious relationships, you start to look back on past ones that like crumbled and it's less about like, oh, you know, so and so was really screwed me over and then it's like, oh, well actually like we just weren't right for each other, you know. Right. 
It's like mm. you're just trying to force this thing that just is never really going to work. And mm. uh, a relationship I, ending is, is ultimately for the best. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that I like um, to bring around what Toter was mentioning earlier. I like how there's contrast with the heaviness of the lyrics with the almost sarcastic instrumental you know um like kind of how we were talking before like towards there's like a driving beat it's not like a it's not like a like a low low energy vibe type song anyways and the way we're talking about it it, i mean it's it could very very easily be that way it could be a sad song about being in a toxic thing but at the same time when you guys or when when everyone listens to this song you should kind of hear that playfulness of like okay this is a little meta almost yeah. you know what i mean like it's, yeah. a, it's a little self-aware yeah yeah and it's and it's interesting because like yeah the, the music definitely plays into that mood too because like it's certainly up tempo but it's not like funky it's really kind of like clunky and awkward you know like the groove yeah. is just dun, dun, gun, dun, 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 dun. like it just kind of drives but it's not there's no like nuance it doesn't like gel and flow it's right. just like it's a bumpy like, ride just like, just like the narrator <laughs> yeah is, is awkward and, and and you know um yeah. you know in the in in the bridge is a big is a big part and it's a very tongue-in-cheek bridge and i wanted people and we even said what in the end of it because it's so um it's very cheesy but i want it to be that way because i wanted to show like how absolutely ridiculous this is that this situation that they are in is that I would give her the universe. I would get her a Gucci purse. And then like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you, what are you saying about that? What does that even mean? And it's all materialistic things. There is no, um, actual like foundation of this relationship. It's just on looks on miscommunication and about materialistic things. And it's, That's what it's not, yeah. I would die for you, you know? No, 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 no. I, my biggest thing that I would do for you is I will get you a Gucci purse. I will do that for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like, that's how much I love you, you know? But that's that's what this person thinks is is an expression of love as well, right? You know? Right, exactly. That's exactly what they, they think. That's, that's peak love is here's right. your purse. You know, this is, this is something that I, like, just a side thing, like, as we keep saying the narrator, I'm not saying this is a story about myself. I'm not saying this is even a story about any of us. Sometimes I just like writing about stories that I feel that I've just observed or I've seen and like want to portray that. I don't, I don't think a, an artist now there are time and a place for real personal songs and there are real personal songs in Marina city. And that's also another thing that I'm doing with the solo stuff is like really, really gut wrenching stuff like that. But I think that Marina city should be something that, there are stories that just need to be told, and I think this is just this is one of them. Can't wait till we write a song about me. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. just, just, yeah, just leave it, man. Leave it, leave it. <laughs> if you're not watching, Ryan just like stared off into the distance, scratched his chin as if he to said, say. Interesting. Hmm. Should I, I tell Toner about? <laughs> I'm his red strawberry right now. So, 
right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Strawberry's about Toter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, maybe now. Maybe now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing to be some. It's a good thing that Strawberry's about you right now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you said this song started all the way in 2018. Yeah. Right? This, yeah. November. This song is old. So this so song's this, about. This is no, really, it's, it's no. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. Literally, it's literally not about anyone that specific. Um, yeah, I know. I think it was just it was just a demo that we were that we were writing. I was actually the melody line was completely hundred percent different. more trying to be this is a thing that uh you know singer and and matt will, will understand this too it's like maybe just musicians in general that when you're really good at something you often want to really really show off all the time and 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 singers do this a lot um where it's like mm-hmm. we got to belt everything we have to like really big big vocals and that's sometimes where i get little like i can only listen to mariah carey so much or even sometimes like Demi Lovato so much uh, because there's a lot of times where there's just like this absolutely over the top vocals all the all the time where it's like can you just sing this straight for a minute? Well, I I get into that as well. That that like happens. When you hear me. people sing the national anthem, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fergie, for example, you know, just, uh, just like, sing was, it, please. Yeah, what was the point of that? You know, and that, this is actually something that we talked about uh, with like guitar players noodling and and drummers doing the craziness, and every every musician does this. But I feel like as a vocalist, I'm just speaking as a vocalist. A lot of people do this, and I often get that way too. And this is something that I had to learn a lot as we progressed as songwriters, because in the older music of Marina City, I wanted to make sure that I was able to show off my vocal range on every single thing. For example, Rise and Fall of You off of Chimera. Um, uh, even when you left me uh, off of Wanderlust, I felt like I had to do these big belts. And if I didn't, then I didn't sing on it. And one, I would literally kill my voice in every single show we ever did. And two, it just after a while, everything still sounds the same. And and it's about the, the music in itself that people connect to. It's not always that they connect with the big belts, only if it's appropriate. So with that yeah. said, I was writing Trust Fund Baby and I, you know, I get a lot of comps sometimes with, sometimes I can, like a lot of my vocal delivery could be kind of Michael Jackson-y or kind of uh, Patrick Stumpy. And I was trying to do that purposefully in it. And uh, even though I still think it's awesome, I still listen to the demo today and I was like, oh, I really like this version. Did it serve well to what we were doing? Probably not. So yeah, I had I to go back to that. Uh, I was listening to that first that first or i don't even know if it's the first one but it just said trust on baby idea yeah and i could tell a lot of the melody um in the verse was very unsure and more towards of that like there was a lot of range in it and there was a lot of like dynamic in terms of slowing up and speeding down and going high and going low in in a short verse but i really feel like where we hit the stride on the song was building the pre-chorus to the chorus. I feel like those melodies were were pretty consistent from like those from those uh, demos back in the day. And what I remember when when I was doing the vocal producing for this with Ryan is I envisioned 
like from that pre-chorus on, I had a solid idea how everything, how I wanted it personally to sound. Like I pictured like a back and forth, tongue in cheek, like chorus thing with like a, you know, there's like a call and response type thing. And it's really playful to go along with the instrumental while singing about this heavy shit. But um, yeah, yeah, I was really, I was really stoked when, when getting to the pre-chorus and the chorus of the song. And I was like, oh man, it was, it was really refreshing to hear that first verse melody all the way yeah. from 2018 because that could still Crazy. be something down the line too yeah yeah and yeah it it, it could potentially be something because it's it's completely different and you guys are uh, heard it in this podcast we'll be dropping all these different things but i think sometimes you just got to serve the song um yeah. and we talk about this a lot in our writing in general um and uh yeah and and, and, and it like you said it, it came out to what it is today to be a little bit more smoother yeah, I think it's it's funny, like, the journey that this song has had to get here, too. Because this, like like we said earlier, this song was 2018, end of 2018 when we first started writing it. So yeah. at this point, it's over two years old. And we we probably brought it back once or twice into consideration. It was definitely in the running to maybe be on the crush. Um, and then, you know, we shelled it. So then, like when when brandon our manager found it and was like this song's sick like the first time around was like early what 2020 he was like this song's sick and we we're like yeah it's cool it's fine yeah um and then he brought it back again like fall of 2020 and man we had heard this song for two years and had been chipping away at it and we were so burned out we weren't even sure if it was good anymore. <laughs> yeah. I remember when he brought it back that last time we like, I, I, I know Ryan and I had a conversation where we were like, dude, I don't even, I don't even know if the song is good. I don't. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm literally taking other people's words for it. Cause I've heard this song so many times. Yeah. I have no idea what's good and what's bad anymore. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's a good thing about Mark who produced this Mark McCluskey yeah. from New York that he brought a good spin to it too. It was like, okay, this is what, this is what you can do. You can drive this, you can make it fun um, in this way. And then I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I can like, I see it now. I can see yeah. this again. It's refreshing to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Once we, once we took like another serious crack at it, it really brought in some new life and we were like, Oh, actually, actually this song is cool. We just lost that initial vision for a while. Yeah. The, 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 like we mentioned earlier that the hardest part was the synth line and what that synth line was going to be. And we had so many different kind of versions of it. We had this really anthemic version where it's kind of like killer Z we thought was going to go for it. That didn't really feel just right. We had a version that was, um, like part of the chorus and self itself. And like, let's just keep doing this. But that felt like we were just repeating over and over and over again, and it just was getting annoying. Um, there were so many different versions, but what's funny is that we ended up going with the first original version of the synth line that we got. And yep. you know, and sometimes I feel like I never like doing that because I'm like, are we just settling? But in the end, you just got to do what like just feels right. Like this, just it felt like a glove every time. We went right back to it. It's like, well, we couldn't think of something better, but it was cool that we kept thinking of different ideas. Yeah. Yeah, it's important to to like try those different avenues and see where it leads. Right, right. I agree. I'm, ex I'm excited to see what this will be like live. Um, 
we haven't even just to give you guys uh some perspective it's so funny we are i don't know what episode we are in on these podcasts at this point but we've been doing this the length of quarantine and we have so many at this point um and i remember when we first started recording these uh eric would come to the house and was just like this is our safe way that you can come to the house and then eventually things got really crazy and now we haven't even seen each other i mean i don't know when this podcast will totally come out but by the time this podcast come out came out we may have seen each other once or twice during 2021 and before that i don't even know so we had to record this um we never were in a room together to record this and we haven't even rehearsed this together so i'm really really interested to see uh, how this is going to come out we have we did rehearse it we did rehearse this it. song yeah yeah yep last, we did, last this, we did this at our last rehearsal in what november mm-hmm. did we november? did we have like the melody lines and everything for like mm-hmm. the synth yeah, yeah. Uh, well yeah i had to play yeah. i had to learn it yeah <laughs> I well, I don't even remember but, how it sounds. But now we're gonna we're gonna have to relearn it, you know. So it'll be a whole new thing. But yeah, I just want to make so all long. these songs metal songs live. Let's just be a metal band. Yeah, that's basically what JT does. I want to sound like the Ashton Irwin record live. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's what I decided. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> as, yeah. Dude, Matt, every time you kind of just back up a little bit, you kind of disappear as a ghost. I'm like, oh, this is. A you were like a headless for horseman for for a second. Yeah. Um, as far as um, like this being the first single that we came out, we're coming out with on these three tracks. Why? Why do we? Why do we pick this one? Oh, we voted on it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, honestly, if I'm going to be real with you, we had a different one, and then we had a different <laughs> one last week. And then we had a different one the week before. And up until yeah. the week it gets released, we might have a different one. Yeah, this may not even be the first one. But I do think that it was this song itself being one of the first ones releasing. Uh, I think it's just, it's a very Marina City song, which is so funny that we kind of like pushed it down when in the end it was like, oh, if people are like, what does Marina City sound like? I'd be like, I would show them this one. I would show them a couple, like, you know, like maybe Addicted, a Money, you know. I would show him another song up all night. This this really Runaways. throws back to like whoa 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 Wait. whoa. whoa. <laughs> this really I'm throws done. back to like old school Marina City <laughs> lyric stuff. I feel does, like the structure yeah, yeah. here is pretty reminiscent too. You know, like in terms of how it how it flows, like verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, quiet. That is some OG MC writing right there. Yeah. But it works. That's, That's really funny. Nice. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Although well, actually I that. will say this is this is probably the first song we've done where we started with the chorus. Man, in the, Man mirror. in the Mirror. Oh yeah, I guess Man in the Mirror. But uh uh backtrack. <laughs> I mean technically uh that probably wasn't our idea. No. No, that no, that, that oh, and this is a couple of things I want to talk about. Was speaking of which, again, lyrics wise, I changed a lot of the lyrics again because, and I'm going to mention this a couple of times, but um, Jonathan Rosner told me he's the uh, sync licensor with us. He's the guy that like puts our music into like commercials or into uh, TV shows and stuff like that. Teen Mom. He was Teen Mom, Jordy, um, yeah. He was like, "Yo, dude, 
um, do you know that like you never rhyme in any of your songs? And I was like, what do you mean? And I had to go listen to all these songs again and rewrite all these things so that they can actually rhyme. I mean, again, I said, I think that if it's catchy enough and it rhymes it's and it doesn't rhyme, that's cool. But uh, I wanted to make sure that it did. And then with, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm, uh, well, it used to go, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm leaving you now. Uh, that was the old version of it. And then we changed it into, um, I can't call you mine now, but that version that that melody line, uh, I just wanted to use a trick, a songwriting trick. Um, what is what is those intervals called? Do you know even what I'm talking about? Like, um, er, um, everyone there's massive pop songs that use that use a little bit of those intervals back and yeah. forth, and it's like the like, I forgot uh, what they call it now. This is terrible for the podcast, but like it's like the two thousands like earworm thing, and I was just trying to see if I can fit that into a song. And we did it. So yeah. that, yeah, um, there's a lot of things that, that use that there. Um, Party in the USA, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my song. Yeah. Um, the uh, Owl City and, um, Owl City and uh, what's her name? Uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's Love is Like, Whoa. Yeah. Carly Rae Je- that's not even the song. Um, no. I forgot how it goes now. There's a Katy Perry version too. And I, and I realized Oh, it's always a good time. That's the Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. oh, wait, yeah. I don't think Al City's a thing anymore. I think he got canceled. No. Oh, I did he? Know. I, I don't know, man. I, I have to look at my list. But diddling. I didn't see him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to use it. It's a songwriting thing that I learned on, uh, what is that other podcast? Pop. Uh, oh, uh, Oh no! No, I can't remember. Jeez, what guys, it's called. what's going on? You guys, this is a bad podcast. Uh, we did not get our, we did not get our stuff together. It's something about pop and about songwriters and stuff like that that they oh, use. Hooked on pop, hooked, hooked on, on pop. pop, pushed on pop. Someone is it hooked on pop? I think it's hooked, it's hooked on, on pop. pop. But uh, I feel like for me, when I was when I was going through and helping with like the lyrics switched on melody, pop, switched on pop. I feel yes. like a lot of it was making sure that the rhythmic values were as close to even as possible between like the first like chunk of the verse and the second chunk of the verse. Cause I feel like there's always, there's a lot of, um, I mean, it's not trimming the fat, but it's just like trying to like, trying to, um, make your idea as concise as possible. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes, sometimes there's a little bit of like this, this line has seven syllables. This one has four. How can we yeah. get the same thing to get into four syllables? You know, I found that to be, I actually really like doing that for trust one baby. And I felt like I, I definitely had a lot of fun, especially cause I could be a little bit more tongue in cheek, um, as a, as a songwriter and lyricist, I'm not really one. Like I don't really do that a lot. I used to write a lot of poetry and I just thought it sucked cause it was like, you know, I'm in the dark in the dark <laughs> repeat itself in the dark repeat in the dark, dark in the dark and then i yeah yeah so like that that was a that was a whole other other thing but when i'm when i'm <laughs> editing other people's people's skill sets i feel like oh yeah this is super fun like i don't have to be like real serious or i don't have to be like i don't have to be anything i just have to make sure it fits and it makes sense in like a sentence which is cool <laughs> yeah
maybe I should do lyrics too now. Yeah, dude. I would say go for it. I just say, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, that's, Matt, that's, go for it. You know what? I'm going for it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> just go for it. Like, there's, there's no, there's no uh, right or wrong answer. I'm just trying to have fun this year. <laughs> I, write, I write poems too. Just nobody, nobody hears them. You know, the last couple poems I've written might get me admitted somewhere. So I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> like in the Hall of Fame, or like in a psych ward. Um, a more like on uh, ridiculousness. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rob Deerdeck's gonna give me a good intro. He's gonna be like, "All right, y'all ever meet somebody who just sucks?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This category is for all those people who are sucking. We call it <laughs> suck face. <laughs> you know, like, and um, and that was my favorite part about writing Trust Fund Baby. It was, oh. um. But everybody that is watching and listening, um, <laughs> you guys have to uh, go to our super phone. Uh, text us at 815-406-6209. Text us ideas of new podcasts. Text us ideas of what you guys heard about, what you guys think about the song. Text us whatever you want. It's actually us texting you, 815-406-6209. And if you don't like texting, you want to get emails from us, email thecrush at marinacityband.com. Thecrush at marinacityband.com. And we will be sending you our monthly newsletter on cool things that we're doing and stuff like that. So you want to stay up to date because we got big 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 things coming up so uh we promise you so anyways we'll check that out otherwise go hit us up on the socials you know what to do for everybody here for diano eric toter i am ryan and this is the crush podcast adios everybody see you later marina city band on all socials ciao ciao